I'll start off by saying I'm bored, I'm broke, and I'm back. <laughs> So, uh, so much for that that bye week. So much for being well rested. Um, yeah, that uh, we're, we're right back into it, and so is the Washington football team. This is the Cult of Cult. You got Brian Savvy from Hogshaven, and you got Gumby also, as we have established from Hogshaven. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I think we'll just get right into it. Talk about the important stuff this week. I see you're already you're, you're beating me to the chase here. Um, this team makes us drink, so we're always going to be sipping on something. Uh, Gumby, what are you sipping on tonight? Well, Brian, uh, I'm, I'm excited actually. I, I got something really special today. Uh, so I'm drinking. I'm I'm getting a little sippy on something from Elder Pine. It's Elder a Pine, heck yeah, at, out, right out of Olney. It's a awesome place, great people. Uh, it's called the Waves Have Come, mm. and it's actually a barrel aged wild ale with pomegranate. Now, what makes this kind of special and it makes you super happy to to have this is that it's got wax on top, like Maker's yep. Mark, so that's really cool. But it was aged in red wine barrels for 22 months, uh, and it actually has a number on it. Like, it's a very special uh, fermented and stainless steel, so it's a little crisp. It comes through. You can definitely taste the pomegranate. You can taste a little bit of the wine, but it's definitely a beer, So it's but it's not as... Uh, doesn't have as many bubbles as a beer. It's like not, not quite as foamy. It is. It is. Yeah. It's definitely a a good taste. But uh, I'm enjoying this. Uh, so I've uh, kind of been sipping on it a little bit. It's definitely got that pomegranate pop that you want, uh, and I'm super excited about. It. So Elder Pine, thank you so much for hooking me up with this little fella. Four five now, four on the old untap there. That's that's it, something else. It's got a good. Uh, it's got a good rating. It's going to get a, a high up there from me as well. Uh, yes, and everyone wants to know we are also on Untapped. Untapped, so yes. You, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and we're trying to figure out how to make that a more cult to cult scenario for everybody. Yeah. Now, Maybe we'll brew uh, uh, brew something for. I don't know. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Call. Yeah, call the, we'll do a whole uh, Washington football team uh, podcast about it. We will. But yeah. Brian. Yeah. What you sipping? So you have been out. Marylanding me, I think basically <laughs> from day one, um, as a as a Marylander, born, bred, but now currently across the river, I also have a, a soft spot for for uh, the old line state, and I you had that one that was um, a couple weeks ago where it was like from the ag reserve and like brewed in conjunction with the University of Maryland and like it was it was pretty Maryland. I think I, I think I got you matched at least. Really? Maybe not beat, but I think I got you matched. Uh, I'm having the Flying Dog Dead Rise Old Bay Goes. Ooh. Yes. I've the, never actually had the Goes version of that. It How was. Is it? it it is. I think. I mean, I'm a Goes guy. Um, hashtag Goes guy. Uh, I think it's very good. I really like Goes's. I love. They dead rise for a couple of years. They were doing sort of as an as an IPA brewed yeah. with Old Bay, and this year they decided to to change it up and sort of make it more of a you know like a sour. Um, I think it's I think it's a really fun fun beer. Very, I mean, I will be honest. You know, all the the can art, the 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 bottle art for Flying Dog stuff has like a very um, What's that movie? It's like it's not Fear and Loathing. Well, it's things. Hunter S. Thompson style. Yeah, that's yeah. that's and and I have looked. Fear and Loathing. Is it? Is that what? I, that's what I said. Yeah, Fear and that's Loathing. What it is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Good. Nice reference. Nice reference, Brian. <laughs> um, I looked to try to see if I could get a like a print of this bottle art, and it's like very expensive, so I didn't get it. But um, I I am very fond of their stuff. Um, the Old Bay. I, I know Old Bay is one of those things that. I think divides a lot of people, not necessarily people from Maryland, because like it is your birthright if you are from. We're Maryland, all in that you put everything on old, old Bay on everything, but there are non-Marylanders and I guess non like mid-Atlantic. I've I've seen it outside of Maryland a little bit, not necessarily as heavy. There there's a surprising number of New Jerseyans who think that Old Bay is theirs, and it's like, okay, you're wrong, but okay. Um, I think Old Bay makes anything. That if you put Old Bay on anything, it'll make it taste better. 
Oh, I agree. I had popcorn in Old Bay like two nights ago. And I was looked at like I was a crazy person until I shared it with everyone. And they went, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm like, I know. It's a little sweet. It's a little spicy and a little salty. And it's amazing. I'm going to go ahead and give a two thumbs up recommendation. And people, listen, if, if you're going to shut the podcast off, uh, there are going to be some people who are going to shut this off right after I make this recommendation. But I, <laughs> I, will, I will swear by this. Take a little Old Bay. Sprinkle it on top of your vanilla ice cream. You will not regret this. I guarantee you it will enhance your flavor experience, okay? There's a lot going on there. I know. It is good, okay? It's good. Highly recommended. That, that's a Brian recommendation right there. I'm going to try it. I, and I put Old Bay on everything, and I will try that. I, that sounds like a party in my mouth. Is everyone invited? I think everyone should be invited. Uh, all the vanillas, all the Twitters, mm-hmm. all the old bays. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. Okay. <laughs> so now that we uh, now that we've established that um, we're, we're getting loosey goosey on some some good Maryland brewskis, uh, should we talk a, a little football? Well, we should. And uh, I kind of made this comment earlier, but my life is just like Kyle Allen's ankle. It's uh, dislocated and broken. So I can feel his pain. Let's mm. talk about that first. Kind of Let's talk about watching the replay of that. When he went down, we're all like, okay, well, you know, it's rolled in his ankle. Maybe it's not too bad. As soon as you saw that thing flopping around, yep. I was, I, I just felt so bad for that's, him. That's one of those adjectives that you never want to use to describe like a human being's joint. Floppy, not good. Never good. We have seen too many floppy, floppy joints and floppy bones from Ugh. Washington football team quarterbacks. Um, it's actually funny. It's not funny. However, <laughs> I digress. Uh, you and I both went very far out of our way for a many number of years to not see the Joe Theismann injury like in its entirety. I wanted as far away from that as possible. Yeah, I, I had I went my I just like I, I knew that I didn't need to see it. I had seen I'll tell you what I'd seen. I'd seen the beginning of the play and then anytime I recognized Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge, I'm like, I'm just gonna close my eyes or turn away. I just I, anywhere else. I, I can't I don't deal well with that stuff. Like the Kevin Ware injury, I don't know if you remember that one. The Louisville kid, he like he had the bone yeah. poking through. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't like it. I don't it makes me I it just it makes me feel very uncomfortable, and I just there's no upside to it. We both then. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. This was because we weren't expecting it. That we was were the, not that expecting was it. No. Yes, yeah. We both went to go see <sighs> The Blind Side in theaters, and the the very first scene of that film, because you know the the the, the book and the movie were basically talking about. Um, actually, the book is much better than the movies. Highly recommend reading that book. Uh, about the importance of the left tackle position and sort of how it's developed and Michael, you know, Michael Orr and and so they used that scene sort of as the jumping off point as to like, oh, if you don't have a good left tackle, you're gonna have your quarterback's legs snapped in half. And here's a perfect example of it. <sighs> and we both were sitting in that theater and started screaming. <laughs> In the theater, and people were not happy and were very confused. No. But when you had gone that long and gone out of your way to not see this thing, and then you're seeing it on a giant movie <sighs> screen, it's like that's really um, very unpleasant. I think you were in the same boat as I was when 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 he turned the corner. I thought they were going to cut away. I yeah. thought it was like like a montage of something that just kind of didn't quite make sense. And all of a sudden, they showed the whole thing, and I'm like, well, yeah. why? Yeah. Did, this is like a 30, 40 year old film. Let it, let it stop. It's like, why did they have to pick this the singular thing? Oh God, it was terrible. And then, I mean, I don't know about you. I did see the Alex Smith injury live, and then they showed it on replay one time, and then they didn't show it again. Which is like, yeah. whatever. I think that's probably what you're supposed to do. And I was I was out shopping. I was actually at our local homebrew store, and it was like on the TV, and I was like. Oh. Oh my God, that is so terrible! And then obviously, yada yada yada. Um, 
But yes, all that is to say, I did see the Kyle Allen injury. It did look bad. It did yeah. look floppy. I think the prognosis has been better than expected, right? He's not like crippled He's out for, for the life. season. He's out for the season. But he, yeah, exactly. It's not a lifetime thing. He dislocated and had a, dislocated his ankle completely, but also it's a small fracture. Right. So he's out for the season, but he's going to be able to walk. He's going to do all that. He should be able to come back. Whatever team he's with next year, whether it's us or someone else, he yeah. should be able to come back. So that part's good. Yeah, that's good. So, but that leads me into the next thing. Um, you know, I'm going to stay on the quarterback scenario. And sure. I'm just going to jump right into it. The worst. Alex Smith threw two crucial interceptions at the end of the game. He did. And we're looking at the barrel of uh, a quarterback who we don't know how good he's going to be. He's always a game manager. He's about 36 or 38 years old. He's still got two years left. Like, this guy's just taking our money. Yeah. Um, and, and he's never been a person who comes back and wins a bunch of games. That's that's Smith. And then you have Haskins, who's now back in the fold trying to earn it back. But the quarterback position is one of our biggest issues right now, and it's not getting better. Well, so, okay, so I look at this Alex Smith performance. He went 24 of 32 for 325 yards, a touchdown, three interceptions, two of which, or the last one was the backbreaker. They were both pretty bad, but the last one was the backbreaker. Um, Throwing for 325 yards is the most yards a Washington football team quarterback has thrown this season between the three of them. Um, Alex Smith... I have a hard time, you know, pinning this. Obviously, the optics are bad. I have a hard time pinning this on him. And frankly, like, I will say this again. I don't think Alex Smith should be playing football right now. It is unbelievable that he is. He could, I think he could not win a game this year and win comeback player of the year just by virtue of the fact that he played. I don't know that that, you know, what does what good does that necessarily do other than sort of like, legacy cementing or whatever but great he gets a nice trophy for his bookshelf yeah I, it, you know but the fact but his, is but, yeah go ahead i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna jump in you, you the, I, i'm gonna put on alex alex smith's shoulders both of those interceptions i think both of them within like the under two minutes and 30 second range yeah both interceptions were egregious one thrown over the running back way too high the running backs he's trying he's trying to get that ball tips off his fingers Barely tips off his fingers. That's how bad the throw it was. Mm-hmm. Right to a DB. Interception number one. Our defense comes in and says, we're still going to try to save this. Yeah. Four and out. Great. Okay. Get the punt. We get the ball. Here we go. Alex Smith goes back again and throws a just, I, I don't know who else he was going to. It was right worse. To it was worse than was the worse. first one. Yeah. So they were egregious. They were bad throws. I, I know he had 328 yards. He had this. He had that. It's those two interceptions at the end of the game that cost us the game. I understand how much happened beforehand where we were down and we came back and Alex Smith brought us back. But if you don't finish it, it doesn't mean anything. You still got an L. You still threw two horrible interceptions. You still showed who you were. And now we're back to where we were again where we could have. I don't want us to be ahead of the NFCs, but we couldn't fight for it. And now, again, we lost to the, 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 the pitiful Giants twice in a year yeah and okay so we can basically at this point dispel the idea that this is a division winning club like it just i i think okay statistically at two and six could they still win the division yeah but i don't even i don't want to hear anyone talking about that at this point i didn't want to hear anyone talking about it three weeks ago i really don't want to hear people talking about it now it it's just it's so far fetched, and I understand if you're Ron Rivera, you can't be out there being like, yeah, well, we're we're not really trying to win games. Like I, I somewhat understand what he's getting at, but at the same time, like these are not dumb guys. Like these are smart guys. They know that they are there playing for their jobs. They're there to show whether or not they're worth a damn, and whether or not they should be here beyond year one of of this rebuild. Um, it, it's it's interesting because you started off by saying that it is th- the quarterback situation is the most glaring issue this team has. 
And I will not deny that it's a significant issue. I think it is a highly visible issue. The quarterback touches the ball in every play. And so you need to have a good quarterback in order to win football games. It's not revelatory. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not blowing anyone's mind by saying that. No, you're not changing the world by that, that comment, correct. But at this point, based on what we've seen from these whole team performances, and I'm going to just focus on the offense right now. I don't know that a even a great quarterback right now would be enough to make this a viable team. You think back to the guys that they were considering in the offseason before, I guess, going with Kyle Allen as the, as the guy they were going to bring in. I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was on that list. Cam Newton was on that list. Uh, you know, there were there were names that were being thrown around, and I don't know that they are substantively worse off in those players' absence because there are so many issues on the I mean on the offense. The I mean, there's one non-issue, and that's Terry McLaurin. He is yeah. legit. I don't think he's going to be all pro because it's like there you just have to be like one of the two best guys at your position to be all pro and he's not but I mean he he went seven catches 115 yards and a touchdown looked again fantastic seven catches on eight targets with that 68 yard touchdown where he he did it himself he did it himself that was him absolutely him um but I mean you're right the the quarterback thing is a problem um I mean you look at the run the running game they went nine carries total for 37 yards like that's not acceptable. That's not no. a that's not a winning formula. And they got all excited because uh, Love is coming back. It's like that he's not the key. He's not going to no. change the line. That's horrible, especially on the left hand side. Like he's not going to not going to make this better. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, like the offensive line, we know it. It's not the type of like sexy thing that shows up on the stat sheet. But you can't win games unless you have a solid offensive line. I mean, literally. Hogs Haven, the Hogs. Why were <laughs> why were those teams successful? Because they could establish the run and they could protect the passer. And they're that's just not happening right now. I mean, it's I don't know. It's just watching it really in my mind um, made it seem even sillier that there were these notions that like, oh, maybe this is a team that could win the division. I I just think that those are fully dispelled at this point. Oh, completely. I mean, they 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 fell apart, but well. The problem, again, I'm going to go back to the quarterback because we're still talking about offense. Sure. But you look at Alex Smith, who just threw these two interceptions, 328 yards. He's making 12.5-ish percent of our entire salary cap just sitting there yeah. with two more years left. Yeah. So that that's a problem. Not only is he making this money being a average quarterback who was injured and just putting the money in his pocket, but he's also taking us away from being able to take that money and maybe purchase someone who could help us out on that line. Right. To That's help true. build the, the future. I mean, it's not his fault that they decided to pay him the money. Like, what's he supposed to do? Like, give it back? Like, no. I mean, this is this is the whole issue with Ron, you know, what Ron Rivera's inherited. He inherited a mess. Yeah. It's going to be a Absolutely. mess for a while. Yeah. He's, he's doing what he can. And I know I've sort of been hot and cold on him um, in terms of, like, how he's approached like what this season is but yeah i mean they they are in a bind they have been handcuffed their their salary situation especially with the the dollars that are wrapped up in in the quarterback it's not good um no. it needs to get better but i would i would say that is it a is it a top 5 thing that they need to do yes is it a top 1 thing they need to do I don't know. I still think the offensive... I think you can win with a mediocre quarterback and a great offensive line. I mean, ask uh, the quarterback from the Ravens. Who was that? Uh, Trent... Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. And that's actually who I had... That's who I had in my head. I'm like, yeah, Trent Dilfer yeah. won a Super Bowl. Like, lest we forget. One of the worst quarterbacks ever. And he I mean, he couldn't even throw it more than 10 yards downfield. And he won a Super Bowl. But... You're right. At they the same also time, had like the greatest defense of all time, but that's the uh, uh, yeah. The, them and the Chicago Bears are like right there next to each other. Yeah, but the uh, eighty-five Bears. But you're sitting there looking at the. I'm, I'm, I'm still bring back Alex Smith. He he's been just taking money. Like I know he wanted to come back, 
But come on, man. Like you're sitting there just taking 20-something million dollars a year, putting your pocket, walking away. Well, it wasn't – okay, taking the wheelchair away, sort of strolling away. But now he's back in. He's a mediocre quarterback. He's going to try to play for two more years, and then he's going to be done. He's going to retire with $72 million of the Redskins – I'm sorry, Washington football team's money. And you're looking at going, you're hurting everybody involved. You, you got you got you got you got to play. Congratulations. Yeah, that's, you're a backup. You're, that a, you're is, a twenty million dollar backup. That's his prerogative though. Like he can make that I mean <laughs> the team signed him to a contract that he is is playing through. Does it suck? Like, yeah, it sucks. Is it gonna be kind of an albatross that holds them back from being successful? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. I think um I think that the the issues run deep and I'm really bummed. It's this is this is the most Washington football team fan thing and I recognize it before I say it. So I'm putting the caveat out there. If Kyle Allen turns the corner on that attempted two-point conversion a couple weeks ago and if <laughs> Alex Smith doesn't throw two interceptions at the end of the game, we're looking at a uh, a, 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 a team that has two more wins on their record than they do right now. They're looking at four and four, which I know is crazy because the answer is, well, you dummy, like they didn't do those things. And so they're two and six, but at the same time, we like, still are who we are. We are who we are. Yeah. And, right. and, and saying that is no joke. Our, because of our culture, because of the many curses that we have going on with Danny Snyder, yeah. we aren't going to make those changes. We aren't going to get that two-point conversion. We aren't going to get that extra bounce because of what happens. It's, it's just how the ball lands. And, and the Washington football team has to deal with that. But one of the things, again, we're not going to have the, the quarterback who's going to do all these great things and catch all our money and make us all happy. We're going to have the quarterback that breaks his leg, sits around for two years, and tries to come back and does mediocre until everything changes, right. until everything changes down the road, until we fix the problems that we constantly have, we're going to keep making those same mistakes over and over again. Is there some luck involved? 100%. And the luck is not on our side. Can I tell you the one thing that made me happy in this game? Um, and this sort of feels uh, kind of backwards and perverse in a way. But I enjoyed seeing... Alfred Morris, just like out there. I love, I've always loved Alfred Morris. I mean, yeah. is he a, is he a great running back? Like, no, no, he's not. But like, I have such fond memories of him and I'm, I'm glad that he's still like bouncing around out there. I mean, he had a, he had a really nice, I mean, what? He went nine carries, 67 yards. He had a 20 yard rush. It's just like, that was my dude. And he was sort of like a, um, you know, like a comet, like sort of flash in the night sky and then sort of disappears. He's obviously still out there, but um, I don't know. I have very fond memories of Alfred Morris just like carrying the rock. And so to see him, obviously it was it was bumming me out that he was playing for the Giants, but, you know, he was a cowboy too. So um, yeah. I don't know, Alfred I mean, Morris. I mean, he, that's FAU right there. Like he, He's that guy that you look at and you go, I want him to succeed. Yeah. I want to be happy for him. I don't care what team he plays for. He played here. He's like uh, Alexander that used to play for us for a while. You just want yeah. Alexander. Zell, you want yeah. them to succeed because they're so they're so likable. That they're such good players. They work so hard, and they they make the, they just keep going. Yeah. And you want you want them to succeed so bad. Now again, uh, did did Alfred Morris have more yards than our entire running back squad? He did by almost double, <laughs> almost. He finished with 67 yeah. yards, and Washington finished with 37 yards. Yeah, that that's really positive. Yeah. Um, again, that's we are in a situation where we don't know who we are yet. No. Our, we, we, we have one good wide receiver. We have no good running backs. We have a half line. Thank God we have a reasonable defense right now, yep. or we'd be getting blown out even more. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean... We kind of just ran a gauntlet with the bye week in the midst of it. Uh, I think we were looking at the schedule five weeks ago, four games ago, and sort of identified that uh, this was a key stretch. We both, 
I know at, the, at a minimum, I know you said that you expected them to go one and three over that stretch, which they did. Um, I think you were fairly optimistic about this game being that one win. Obviously, it was the Dallas game where they where they got the W. Um, it's hard to feel good about that stretch. You know, you the Rams, you lose by 20, 30 to 10. You lose yeah. to the Giants by one, which, you know, they went for it. I appreciate it. Um, I'm here for it. You know, they, you, you try and you fail. So be it. And then blow out the Cowboys, which is just like a total aberration. I have a feeling like in the future we're going to look back at this season and be like, oh, yeah, remember that Cowboys game? What the hell was that? Yeah, how do we just pull that one off? Like I love – I love Destroyer. winning going into a bye week. That's like the best oh, thing you yeah. can do. But you think that that win would would carry over like that that momentum? Yeah. It, it did not. Yeah. It did not. So I mean, now you're sitting at two and six. You came into this stretch at one and three. Uh, how do you grade? How do you grade them out? We'll just do <laughs> offense, defense, and if you want, we can throw in special teams. Um, how do you... Especially if it hasn't done anything. I mean, let's be honest about that. So let's just do offense, defense. Okay. Um, last four games only. Yeah. So we're talking games. about our uh, our pulling off of Rams, Giants, Cowboys, Giants. Yeah. Uh, I would say our offense. Let's go. Let's go one to ten or one to five. Uh, we can go out of ten because if, okay, it will save you the trouble of doing a half. Like a four. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So the offense over the last four, and this is a cumulative of the last four. Yep. Well, there's some ups, there's some downs. They fought with the Giants both times. They beat the 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 Ray, uh, uh, sorry Cowboys, and they got just shellacked by the Rams. Right. However, let's take into account the actual teams that are here. The Giants are falling apart, and they're just a little better than we are right now. Not only just because they beat us twice, they're yeah, better than us. They are. Uh, the Cowboys are just a train wreck on fire. What the hell never is that? Up. How do you lose to the the Washington football team like that? They're a they're a disaster. I'm they're a disaster. They're a disaster. And as my brother said, they just care about themselves right now. They don't know what's going on. But our offense, I, I if I go higher than four, I'd be impressed. I'm not. I'm going to sit in that four range. The right. reason I give a four uh, is because they don't have a lot of pieces. They're working with what they have, and they're trying. Yep. So if I have to give them a grade, I'm giving them a four just because they're trying hard and they're getting some success. But, it, it's again, it's not a winning success. It's not winning success. So I give them a four for trying, but on actual execution, you're talking about a two. It's a, it's a, it's a bad two because we, they can't do anything. Um, Defense-wise, the defense have kept these games together. They have. They have been the glue. Um, now because we're losing and teams are still scoring points, I can't give them like a 10. I can't give them a nine. They're still getting, you know, 30, a 20. Uh, the, the one Cowboys game was a three, then another 23. Like the giants aren't that good. No. So I, I would sit the defense at, at a six. I know people are get mad at me for that. They'll be like, Oh, a six. How can you give a six? The answer is they're still giving up points. I know they're tired. I know the offense is giving them time. I, I know what's going on, but they're still people are still scoring, and they're scoring touchdowns instead of field goals. So I'd go six. Six. What are your feelings? So I'm looking at this. You know, the first four games were Haskins games. They, you know, they um, he and he went one and three. The next four games, three Kyle Allen or four Kyle Allen starts and three games in which he was the leading passer. They go one and three. I, man, three, three is, three is the upper bound of three out of 10 is the upper bound of what I'm willing to, to give them on offense over the, over this last four game stretch. I mean, I will give them credit for that Cowboy win. And, you know, they've stayed in games. Terry McLaurin has put this team on his back. I mean, he's been the he's been the leading receiver in every single game they've played thus far, except for the Rams game in which J.D. McKissick 
God, what a bleak game that was. Kyle in the in the Rams game, Kyle yeah. Allen was the leading passer. He had seventy four yards. J D McKissick was the leading receiver. He had forty six yards. Antonio Gibson was the leading rusher. He had twenty seven yards. It's hard to imagine statistically a worse performance than that. Like it, it's impossible. It's yeah. an abomination. Um, I'm surprised I still scored that many points. Yeah, honestly. And uh, you know, I will. Okay, so I'll, I will say this. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'll grade him out as, as probably a three as well. Um, I will say I in the defenses defense this this past week the you look at Alex Smith throwing three interceptions and then two lost fumbles one by Isaiah Wright and one by Antonio Gibson I mean you turn the ball over five times, it is very hard to win a football game. Like, you can't ben, call on your defense to win you a game when the offensive turned the ball over five times. And those two uh, fumbles turned into touchdowns on the Giants' end. That's 14 right there. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you—you you can't you can't win like that. I mean, it makes it incredibly hard. So the fact that it was even this close, it's like, okay, that there are no moral victories, yada, yada. Like, I get it. But— yeah. It could have been. It could have been way, way, way worse. Um, oh yeah. I I am less. I'm gonna be less charitable on defense. I'm gonna grade. I'm grade them out as a five. Um, I just think like they have been replacement level to balance out the offense, and I just they haven't won them games. I mean, you don't expect your defense. I mean, defense wins championships, but like you know, you can't expect your defense to like be the only thing that you have with sort of the level of talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball. So I think I'm grade that grade them out at a five. Um, it's just tough. They they just it's it's bleak. Um, and I want to sit there and say like you know, as people are going to yell and scream about the well, what about the line, the defensive line, the defensive line is is good. Yeah, They're doing good. a great job. It's good. They're still getting people are still running on them. But then you look at the linebackers and the secondary, people are still passing and getting to that second level uh, with runs. So it's, again, Alfred Morris had a 20-something yard run. There's, it. They're not there yet. Like, they're, how many times did God, Alfred Morris have a 20-yard run when he was in Washington? Like, not that many. Like, he wasn't not a 20-yard run guy. Uh, no. Yeah. He was a grinded-out guy. But you're sitting there looking going, so every time someone gets mad, be like, the defensive line's so good. Yeah, they could be. But they're young and they're still making mistakes. So, so yeah, that five six range is really where they need. They are. It's it's not where they need to be. It's not like hope. It's where they actually are right now. Yeah, it's it's. I think we've mentioned this before. It sort of seems like this entire team, and and even I'm gonna lump the defense in there as well. Are sort of like a series of pieces, but I'm not necessarily seeing a cogent, like blending of those pieces. Yards per game, Washington has the one, two, three, four, fifth fewest yards allowed per game of any team in the league this year, which is kind of amazing. They're only allowing 314 yards per game behind the Colts, the Rams, the Saints, and the Bucks. So the fact that they're they're that they're doing so well in yards per game, but just still not really putting it all together, means that this could be way worse than it is right now. Oh yeah, I mean, look at it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through that as you say that they're, they're, they've given up the fifth fifth least amount of yards. The Eagles 17, Cardinals 30, Browns 34, Ravens 31, Rams 30, Giants 20. Uh, of course, the Cowboys are three, and the Giants are 23. They're giving up on average over 20 something points per game. Uh, yeah. And if you if 20, you can 20, over 24 points per game, yeah. And if you can, on average, give up 21 more, 21 points or more, you're going to lose in the NFL. Right. That's that's the averages. Right. So minus the Cowboys game, even though they're giving up these least amount of yards, they're getting scored on. Those touchdowns are happening. Those points are being scored. So how can you give them a high grade? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you look at the stats, I mean, there are 11 teams in front of them in points per game defensively. Washington allowing 23.5 points per game. The Ravens, holy cow. Ravens are only allowing under they're under allowing under 18 points per game, which is just like yeah. they're really good. That's obscene. And 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 uh 
Jackson came out today and said that the actual other defenses are yelling their own plays at them. So the fact that defense is still holding so well in the Ravens, that's amazing. It is. That's incredible. incredible. What's what's kind of surprising to me, and I as I sort of break this down, is you know we had the, this expectation that the run defense would be stronger than the pass defense. Yeah. The Washington allows the fewest yards per game passing of any team in the league right now. They're number one. Isn't that, That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? They're only they're allowing 185.6 yards per game, which is better than the Rams by like 12 yards per game. Rams are at 197. Rushing defense is bad. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They have the tenth worst rushing defense in the league. The best passing defense without having Landon Collins, like it it doesn't yeah. it. It kind of blows my mind. I don't really fully well, understand so, it. So I actually, so it kind of makes sense, and this is why. Go with me on this little walk. Okay. Um, a lot of these games, the teams that win, that are beating our, our great uh, Washington football team, are ahead early. Mm-hmm. They, they, they stack up those points early. So they're going to turn around and just start running the ball. They're going to sure. find a way to just kind of just run out that clock. And and that's kind of like Giants kind of did it uh, on Sunday. Uh, and a lot of other teams are doing that where that's their catch. They're just, you know, going after it. The only one that, that didn't really was the, the Cowboys, but they couldn't they had, throw they, a ball to were, save their lives that day. Right. And so, of course, you know, that makes sense. Now, I'm not saying the secondary is doing bad, but they're not good yet. Yeah, they're, they're not really. Not, you're right. They're, they're not being holes. tested in yeah. the in the way that you would expect a team to be tested sort of over the course of a season. I am fairly confident that they will not finish the year as the best passing no. defense in the league, but it is kind of remarkable to see that that's where it, they're at. halfway through the season. That's actually phenomenal. So we are, we, as you meant, yeah, we are halfway through the year. Um, I think it's time for us to take stock. Um, would you indulge me in doing a little, um, a little segment, a little bit, if you will? Oh, Absolutely. I'm going to put my, my, my hood on. Yeah, put the hood on. Get myself all excited for it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm all ready. Let's do it. So this is a this is a bit that I launched on um, Hogs Night of Podcast, which is currently, um, I don't know what to call it. We're not recording podcasts right now. We're taking a little break, which is fine. So semi-retired. We're, we're on hiatus. We'll call it on a hiatus. Well, I'm okay with that because that allows Cult of Cult to take over. That's I'm right. I'm all in. We're here. Cult of Cult. Um, hell yeah, hell nah. Are you familiar with Hell yeah, hell nah? Or should I? I will explain it. I, I, I am not. So I would love for you to explain it so the, the fans of the Cult of Cult will understand what hell yeah, hell nah is. So this is a holdover from um, their previous team name. Okay, uh, we'll we'll just put it out there. I think we can still, until we have something to substitute it with, I think we can probably keep it. Um, basically, all it is is uh, we can go back and forth with a couple of um, will they, won't they predictions, and we'll we'll do it okay. for, for the rest of the year. And if the answer is yes, then you say hail yeah, and if you say the answer is no, then it is hail not. Simple enough. I that 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 I, that makes sense. Okay. I should have more beer to, for that. And it makes sense. <laughs> uh, you want me to start? I'm happy to start. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit about the running game or lack thereof. Hell yeah or hell nah. A Washington football team running back will finish the season with more than. 500 yards. Hell yeah or hell nah. We have a committee. Yeah. We have Bryce Love now involved. Hell nah. Hell nah. Hell nah. No, no, no. I don't think we have the ability to have that happen. We don't have a one-star running back yet. We're doing everything by committee. It's not going to happen. Hell no. Nah. Not a single one's getting over 500. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that hail now. Right now, Antonio Gibson has 391 rushing yards through eight games. So you would expect that 
if you double that out over another eight games, um, well, no, they're they're not playing what seven? They, I keep on I keep on messing this up. They're not playing sixteen games anymore. No. Uh, so he has more opportunities. I also still I think I'm gonna say, I think I'm gonna say hell not. Nah. And I think mentioning Bryce Love coming in and sort of being an another, um, another option, is gonna hurt their their ability to do that. I will I will note Peyton Barber did not carry the football last weekend. Uh, it was just Gibson and McKissick. <laughs> really, it's not exactly like a Ron Dane, Tiki Barber type situation. Like we're we're it's like you're not getting thunder and lightning. No, you're there, not getting. There it. is no yeah. thunder and lightning. It may be like light flurries and like <laughs> um like a rolling fog. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, those are the two most innocuous weather types there's no thunder yeah like they're annoying they do some stuff but it's not that bad you have to put your fog lights on in your car you have to find where the button is on the thing don't don't put on the high beams it's not gonna work no it's stupid you're 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 hurting yourself you're only hurting yourself yeah okay so i think we're there's a consensus hail naw on on that one do you have uh do you have any i I think i do i I got one coming off the top of my head okay um is alex smith gonna finish the season it's funny because this was actually going to be one of my questions, whether or not Dwayne the, – the inverse, will Dwayne Haskins yeah. start another game this season? <laughs> Although I suppose that this is not the same question because theoretically they could go out and like pick someone up off the street and he could end up jumping Dwayne Haskins on, on the depth chart. Uh, so the question explicitly is, will Alex Smith finish this? You think – is he going to finish – is he going to start every game and finish every game over the rest of the year? Is that the question? Correct. I'm gonna say hell nah. Except <laughs> that puppy down here. Oh, hell hell no. Nah. They, they gonna know they made a mistake. That's all I got. <laughs> and I don't know how or why it's gonna happen. I pray that it is not injury related. I have a hard time seeing Dwayne Haskins like working his way out of the doghouse. But again, like there's so much going on there that we just are not, we just, it's still a huge question mark. Like no one really knows what's going on. And I saw some report this week that like he's staying after practice and watching more film and like, you know, that's the type of thing that you leak to the media to sort of let, let them know, like there is a chance that he could come back. But at this point, like if, if they're not, I mean, Alex Smith has kept him in the game. I mean, he lost in the game, obviously, but do I, I just I don't think I don't think so. But I don't know how or why it's going to happen. Uh, where do you sit on that one? Hell yeah or hell no? Oh hell no! Hell no. So we had uh, Dwayne Haskins. One of the things he was really good at was just getting rid of the ball as fast as possible. Yep. We didn't know where it was going to go, but <laughs> neither it kept did him he from getting injured. Yeah, neither did he. So, but he kept it himself from getting injured. However, Kyle Allen didn't have the same ability, and he got injured twice uh that massive concussion and then again right with his ankle yep our offensive line isn't good they just aren't good yeah alex smith is going to be a, a target and it's going to be just sitting there and he's going to get attacked and whether it's his leg or an ankle or a concussion or you know whatever it is it's going to be hard for him to make it eight more games it's just going to be hard there's too many it's the Old, like, Heath Schuler, Jason Candle. I know I said Jason Candle. I'm well aware. Candle. My that name way. is Candle. It's, Cam- it's Campbell. Mm. But you're looking at people, and then uh, Patrick Ramsey, where it's an old-school way where bad line and a quarterback just getting annihilated. Yeah, and I think that's going to continue. I don't know if you saw, I think it was yesterday, Ron Rivera had a presser. And he he came out and said, we are still trying to determine whether or not we have a franchise quarterback on on our roster. It's like, well, that's not not exactly a ringing endorsement of the guy who was drafted to be your franchise quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's basically calling out Dwayne Haskins there because Alex, the Alex Smith NFL era is coming to an end. Um, You're not building a franchise around a guy who's in his late 30s. It's not the future. So... I mean, he he's listen. I'm not a motivator in, of men the same way that Ron Rivera is or is paid to be. But 
he sort of has an interesting way of going about it. I hope it works, but I don't know. Um, okay, here we go. Hell yeah, hell nah. Uh, we'll stay on the offensive side of the ball. Will Terry McLaurin finish the year with both over 1,000 yards receiving and, let's say, eight. No, I'm going to raise it. Ten touchdowns. A thousand yards Ooh. and ten touchdowns. Do you, do you need to know Do you need to know what his stat line is thus far? No, I don't. I don't. But yeah, go ahead. I want to hear it, though. But but I already have my answer. So, But you, I want to hear the stat line that people don't watch. He's got 50 catches for 692 yards and three touchdowns. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, no, change it to 10, that's going to make it more difficult. But you saw that catch. I did. Against the Giants. I did. He wants to – he's got a motor. He wants to go. He wants to score. He got named team captain. He did. Scary Scary Terry is, is out there, and he's looking at people going, stop me. Yeah. And defenses are trying to stop him, and they can't. There, there's how many words we don't have that many receivers now they're like we're just gonna double team him we're gonna don't worry about this we're not worried about the running game we're not worried about the line we're gonna worry about stare a scary terry and he's still producing i i expect him over the next eight games to increase those numbers he's gonna get a thousand yards i don't think that's gonna be a problem the 10 touchdowns that may be an issue only because they are double teaming him and he's gonna get catches but he may not be able to score but man he is he's getting it and he is one of the shining lights of this team. He's a type of player, the type of person that you want to build a franchise around. And you want to make sure he's going. And I cannot be happier to have him. I think it's a great draft pick. I think he's amazing. And I say yes. And I think he's going to end up being maybe not all pro, but he'll hopefully be pro bowl. I what do you think? I agree in that I think he'll get a thousand yards, but I'm going to say hell no nah because I can't see him catching seven more touchdown passes by a function of him being keyed in on as the only legitimate offensive weapon. Though I will shout out uh, who was it? Was it Cam Sims who had a fantastic game, like three catches of over thirty yards? Um, I'll, I'll give him credit there, but I just think um, it may have nothing to do with him. I think it may have more to do with there just being no one to, who can really like get him. The, There's no one else. Get, get him the ball. And yeah, they're just going to, he's just going to get double teamed every single game for the rest of the year because he is so good. And he's probably, I still think he will get, I mean, at this point it's only like 300 more yards. Like, I think that's, that's like a drop in the bucket. I think he could, I think he could conceivably finish with 1200 yards receiving. That would be obscenely awesome. But I don't know that I can see him getting 10 touchdowns. That's just kind of where my head's at right now. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I, I disagree with you because I think he's going to kill it, but that's okay. Yeah, I love the guy. So stoked that he was named captain. <laughs> he's the best receiver this team has had since, what, early stage Deshaun Jackson? I, but I think he may, he's better than Deshaun because Deshaun would take plays off. He would like when he when Deshaun was on. He was on. He was amazing. But again, he would take plays off. And Scary Terry's not doing that. McLaurin's he's just he's just going. He's got that he's got that Art Monk ability to 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 cut paths and, and do routes. He's got the Ricky Sanders speed mm-hmm. and the Gary Clark hands. He's got this old school way of doing your things that you can't you can't always teach, but you love to see. And he's got it all. It's funny, and maybe this is a conversation for another time, but if he is, if we are grading him out as better than Deshaun Jackson when Deshaun Jackson was really good, the net, the, the best wide receiver before him, I'm struggling to think of who it, who it would have been. Santana, Santana? yeah, it's Santana. And, and watching that that throw and catch during the Giants game and that spinoff was a Santana Moss type move. Yeah. And the and he's bigger. He's bigger than Santana Moss. Yeah. yeah, he's he'll be fun to watch. I'm like really excited. I'm excited about him. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I I, I got a, a a hell yeah or hell nah for Hit you. Hit me. 
Now, when you look context, yes. Chase Young's mom came out this week and said that she gave her son a C or a C minus mm. for his play over the last eight games mm. because he was not the sack leader in the NFL. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, you got to set the bar high. Yeah. I'm not mad at the girl. Yeah. So, do you think that Chase Young will make his mom proud? And okay, so we're saying. Or is she saying that she's only proud if he's the sack leader? Man, talk about having to like earn your mother's respect. I think NFL sack leader or nothing. She's fantastic. I I think she, oh, yeah. she's so fun. Like there are bad sports parents, and like you know Todd Marinovich, uh, Lavar Ball. Like there are bad sports oh, sports, yeah. bad, oh, yeah. sports parents. There are good ones too. Um, I know he ended up kind of not being anything good, but uh, what's the Eli Apple, the cornerback for the yeah. Giants? Like his, he had a good sports mom. I think Chase Young's mom is a good sports mom. I mean, I don't think if if her if her pride is contingent on him being the most prolific sacker in in the NFL, I think that she will be disappointed. So I'm going to say hell not. Oh hell no! I don't think he's going to lead the league in sacks. Do I still think he could potentially end up as the rookie of the year? Yes, yes, I do. Um, he, I think, he's been good, not great thus far. He's been, I mean, you, you have, there's not a single team in the league that wouldn't want him, but his numbers, sort of like his play, I think he has room for growth, which I would argue is a good thing. We don't want to have seen the best he can be because we want to see sort of that upward, you know, that ceiling being pushed. I still think he could be rookie of the year, but I don't know that he will lead the league in sacks. Where, where do you stand on that? Oh, hell no. Hell no. He's not going to lead the league in sacks. However, because again, we still have, uh, not only do we have young, we have sweat, we have, uh, Kerrigan coming in. So Kerrigan's still getting his, his, his part. Yeah. So they're going to take a little bit away from young, but I look at, I look at him and go, his mom, she'll be proud, but not as proud as she. She, she he's not getting the NFL sack lead, um, because he, you're right. He's not quite understanding it. They're they're chipping off him. They're kind of pushing off him. People understand his abilities, and he's still learning how to get around some of the best offensive people in the NFL. Sure. So he's not going to make his mom proud to be the NFL sack leader. But I think you're right. I think she'll be very proud about the chance of him being the uh, NFL rookie of the year. And I think over the next eight games, his his motor is going to go harder. He's going to get more out of it, yep. and I think he's learning more. Yeah. And as he progresses and he, as he gets more intelligent on on how to where to put his hands, how to get around people, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for what the future holds for him. And do do I think there is a sack title in his future? Based on what I've seen so far, yeah, I think that that is not that's not inconceivable, not inconceivable. Uh, Absolutely. I think I okay. I have one more. I have one more. Do you have one more? I have one more. Um. So I'm gonna oh, I'm more. gonna stay on the defensive side. Hell yeah or hell nah. Montez Sweat finishes with more than ten sacks. He's at. Where's he at he's now? He's at five. Kerrigan, despite like not really seeing the field all that much, is at four and a half. Kerrigan has five has has five solo tackles and four and a half sacks. Montez Sweat Montez Sweat has fifteen solo tackles and five sacks. Um, yeah, the D D line's racking up, racking up sacks. So yeah, ten, so I'm, more than ten, I'm gonna go not ten, more than ten. Ten more than ten. So so ten point five. Anything above ten. Yep. So my answer to that is hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say hell yeah is I'm looking at this 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 row that we have coming up where we got the Lions, the Bengals, the Cowboys again. Um, we hit a little bit of a streak with the Steelers, the 49ers, the, the uh, with Seahawks, yeah. then Panthers and Eagles. I think there's some offenses that we may, uh, we not, may not beat these teams, but they have quarterbacks that stand there. Right. And I think Sweat is going to have the ability to jump in and at least – get a half sack more than he has right now. And, I'm, and he doesn't have to go against uh, Murray again. He's not looking at, uh, you know, all, all the crowd they have to go through again. Lamar Jackson doesn't have to go against again. A little bit more pocket passers that they're coming up against. And I think they're going to be able to tee off a little bit better. 
So Sweat, 10.5 sacks. Absolutely. Hell yeah, he's going to do that. Can I say hell yeah? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's got it. What do you think? I'm I'm gonna I'm going big here. This is my bold prediction. My bold prediction is he gets to ten in the next three games. Wow. Detroit, Cincinnati, and Dallas. And I think it will take until the last week of the season for him to get over ten and a half. See the and, and this is why I would disagree, because you look at uh like the Steelers. If Roethlisberger's in there, again, he gets sacked. Now, he they're going to win. They'll probably win by 30, but Roethlisberger still gets sacked. The 49ers, who's their quarterback now? Who's the quarterback going to be in a couple weeks? Nobody knows. Watching him go up, watch, did I see Trent Williams has COVID? I think I did see that. I, I think I saw that, too. I want to see that matchup. I want to see, see, see Chase Young. Going up against Trent Williams, I want to see Montez Sweat going up against Trent Williams. I think he will have like two. I think Montez Sweat will have like two or three sacks against Philadelphia because the, uh, Carson Wentz just like gets eaten up. He does not move. He does not move. He <laughs> he's a bit. I I said this a few weeks ago. I think he's a bit of a chump. Um, oh yeah. But I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna get real close, and then have to like wait a while for it. And he'll get there. I, I think that's a that's a hell yeah for me. Uh, okay. You want to you want to yeah. close us out with with hell yeah hell no. Going to go a little more of the uh, entertainment value here. Yes. Uh, this past weekend, FedEx allowed thirty five hundred people into the stadium. Mm. For the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Will FedEx have more fans this season than they did last season? <laughs> <laughs> uh they may have more Washington fans this season. I'm going to say, <laughs> hell yeah, they'll have more. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, yeah. It, it is a little bit mind-boggling to me that they're letting people go to sporting events at this point. It seems like that is the type of thing that they should maybe not be doing. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like a public health guy, but... I know, sure as shit, uh, Dan Snyder's not either. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. If you are listening to this podcast, I beg you, please do not go to FedEx Field. And there are a, we as have been as have been well detailed. There are many, 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 many non-COVID reasons not to go to FedEx Field. But I would say. Uh, on top of on top of sort of this surge in cases, please, just don't go. Please don't go. Okay, if you're listening, it's please not don't worth go. It. It's just not. It's not. I mean, you're gonna watch a team lose. Yeah, you're gonna you're not, be in a cold, not, damp stadium. What, nothing cool is gonna happen. No, what? You're not gonna have a good time. Nothing good <sighs> can come from that. Nothing good can come from it. Okay. And everyone's gonna be like, "Well, you can social distance with 3,500." No. It hold. It used to hold 90,000 people. Got knocked down to seventy thousand people. Now there's thirty. It's just this massive valley of nothing. And the best part about FedEx at any point in time was when seventy to ninety thousand people would cheer at the same time, yeah. and that part's gone. No. So you're sitting Don't there go. in the stands watching this. The only reason to go there is to get really drunk. And you know what? But there are so I many better ways to do it. Oh god! So many better just, ways. And it's just going to get cold for now on. What? Uh, what are you trying to prove? Please, please, just don't go. Please don't go. That's all I have to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Just, just make. Yeah, thirty-five hundred people are going to be able to get there. Well, again, you you may be right. That's the most Redskins fans, or sorry, Washington Football Team fans that have been to FedEx in the last three yeah, years. Definitely. For any given game. <sighs> well, uh, listen, things things are, are tough. It's not easy. It's not gonna get any easier. But we're we're gonna do our best. They're gonna do our best. Their best. We're gonna do our best to uh, try and break things down, keep things light. You know, have a good time. Okay, that's really what we're all about. Having a good time. Absolutely. And staying safe and staying healthy and um, sipping on good beer and. Talking about this team that, for better or for worse, uh, we're we're still we're still tied to here. So, 
I want to thank everyone once again for for listening. Um, we're having. All, are you having fun? Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying doing this every week. Yeah, it's it's a nice nice little. Uh, God, I can't believe we yet again talked about this football team for an hour. <laughs> I don't know how we do I it. I don't either. We could talk. We could talk about anything for an hour. We could talk about paint drying <laughs> That's true. for an hour. <laughs> well, uh, we, for we didn't, we didn't get to the pack, the fact that uh, uh, Adrian Peterson's coming back. We didn't we didn't get to it. Never. He's he's going to have a hundred yards against us. Don't worry about. Oh. it. Let's just worry about that next. Yeah, week. We'll that that'll next be an, a next week problem. Um, we encourage you all to uh, check us out. We're available basically everywhere you can get your podcasts: uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, encourage you to subscribe there. If if you'd be so kind, you know, give us a couple couple stars. That does make a difference. It allows for us to show up more prominently. There are there are some good podcasts about this Washington football team, and, and we know that your time is valuable, so we appreciate you uh, spending it with us. Um, until next week, Gumby, thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the, the Cult, Cult of Cult. Cult. Unique, you Nork. Unique, New York. Unique, you Nork. New York. See, I keep fucking that up. Perfect. <laughs>